Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, as promised, we are back with more of an in depth look at what was going on at Nickelodeon in the early to late 2000s. Yeah. Um, basically, the whole first 18 years, at least. Because, uh, um, well, I'll get to it in this. Um, Wait, first 18 years? Of the 2000s. Oh, of the 2000s. Yes. Okay. Not of Nickelodeon. Okay, because I'm like, hold on. <laughs> when did Nickelodeon start? I mean, it was the been 80s. A, yeah, because it was like Nick at Night, right? I think Nick at Night started after Nickelodeon. Well, I guess it was always a kid's thing, though. It was always a kid's thing, but I. The first Nickelodeon show I ever remember watching was You Can't Do That on Television. I remember that. Also, what's the one with the slime? Double, Double Dare. dare. I d- Double Dare. <laughs> like that kind of 90s stuff I remember. What well. was the other one? Oh, and then, of course, there were all the like early 90s ones that I grew up on from my childhood, like Salute Your Shorts, Hey Dude, which is where Christine Taylor got her start. Oh. And Clarissa explains it all. Oh, Clarissa. That was the, I remember that one. Yeah. Um, okay. So most of, uh, not all of this information, but a lot of it is from a Business Insider article um, by Kate Taylor that came out pretty much, I guess, this week. It was like the beginning of the week. Yeah. Which was uh, funny because I had picked this topic not knowing that this would come out. And uh, I, I think I saw someone tweet it and I was like, oh my God, like... Shit, the this, this shit is finally hitting the fan. So I thought that I would start by giving a little background on Dan Schneider and how he got started. It'll be brief, but I figure we'll see how he got to where he was. He got his start in the entertainment industry as an actor, and he was mildly successful. His biggest role was probably as a co-star on the sitcom Head of the Class, which ran for five years in the late 80s and early 90s. Did you ever see this show? No. It was a pretty popular show. I definitely remember watching it. It was basically um, Howard Hussman. I think that's his name. He was like a teacher. And then there was like a group of kids. And I think Robin Givens was on it. (laughs) That was like her big break. Um, So it was like, it was like the arch, you know, each type, like he was kind of like the, you know, heavier set, sardonic, like kind of sarcastic, assholey type guy. Right. Then there was the pencil necked geek. Uh, there was also a girl on it. I remember she was kind of prissy and she had long red curly hair. Her name was like Christine Haji, I think. She was in other things too. Uh, anyway, so it was a popular show um, that was basically what it was, a teaching student type thing. Um, While he is co-hosting the show, he hosts the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards in 1988. He hosted? He co-hosted it, yeah. The show was popular amongst, like, young kids. Wow. Uh, So it might have been, like, on TV with, like, growing pains. It was, like, that type of thing. He meets the head of development at Nickelodeon when he does this hosting duty, and I think he actually does it again. And this guy eventually hires him to write on a kid's sketch comedy show called All That in 1993. Now, yes. I loved All That. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. So at some point, Nickelodeon starts doing more kids' comedy sketch, like, uh, and I'll get into that. So the biggest names that were on this show are probably Keenan and Cal. Amanda Bynes is on it. And a lot of, what's that actress's name? Her name's like Lori. Lori Beth Denver. Yeah, she. She was great. So there's like a lot of people on this you've seen, um, but those are probably the top big names that were on this show. Um, Next up, he created Keenan and Cal, which was a sketch show starring them. He created The Amanda Show, which starred Amanda Bynes. And then he also created a WB sitcom for Amanda Bynes called What I Like About You. He created that? Yeah, he's a co-creator. So uh, he gets pretty close to Amanda Bynes, which is like 
very sus to me now. Yeah. Uh, in 2004, he is back at Nickelodeon. Uh, he creates a show called Drake and Josh. This is a huge hit and kind of begins his run as the king of Nickelodeon. Next up, he creates Zoe 101 with Jamie Lynn Spears. I always forget her name for some reason. iCarly, Victorious. And people start calling him the Norman Lear of children's television. Now, rumors were kind of always swirling about him. Since I became aware of him, I knew there was sort of weird stuff going on. I start, I I probably mentioned this before, but starting in 2010, I, I was writing for like a comedy website that was aimed at that age group, whatever, I guess young millennials. Um, and I remember the first thing I kind of heard about him, I guess a rumor, is that he fathered Jamie Lynn Spears' baby. Yeah. And that was sort of an internet rumor uh, about that. That's a... Do you remember cra- that rumor? I do. And that's crazy because she was like... She 16. was, yeah, she was underage. Um, I don't really, I couldn't find much about it. It wasn't like a real thing. It was just an internet thing. Yeah. So the next sort of thing I remember seeing was rumors about Dan Schneider allegedly having a foot fetish. Now, many of the shows, are, like the topics of the shows, a lot of times involve storylines with feet in the plots, like... Uh, some people also notice that there's characters always touching each other's feet, drawing on their feet. There's one whole storyline where people are pouring ketchup all over their feet. So it's just another thing that's like in the back then it probably seemed funny, but now it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> so and I mean, people kid- were writing threads about these on Twitter, right? Right. And I think the reason people were up in arms on Twitter about it isn't because the guy was in defeat, is because they were kids. Right. Uh, So there were numerous threads about this, people posting screenshots um, that he has this thing for feet. As Rachel mentioned, we're not feet loving shaman. It's just that these are underage kids. Uh, So the episode of Victorious um, in particular, people pointed out to where they use those fish to make their feet uh, smooth to eat all the dead skin off of them. And they're, so they're all having their feet in these things and whatever. On a podcast, um, an actor named Noah Monk, he played Gibby on iCarly. He actually addresses the rumor saying, I never really noticed that when I was 15 and on the show. But of course, in retrospect, it's like, oh, okay, like maybe. Um, and then there was a sort of um, tweet by the show, Sam and Cat, another one of his shows that we mentioned on the, the main episode. And like, a, I guess it was like a promotional thing where fans were asked to write on the bottom of their feet, take a pic and send it <laughs> in. What? Okay. Okay. That's weird. Cause like, if you want to be really generous to him about this reoccurring foot theme, if you were giving him the benefit of the doubt, you could be like, all right, this guy just is a hack and thinks like, what's, what's weird and icky that kids will find funny feet. Well, that's exactly what he says. He says the allegations are ridiculous, and he's told people who bring this up to him in interviews that uh, children find feet goofy and funny, and that's all that this is. Right. And that, like you said, that could very well be uh, true. But it is very weird, especially knowing all that we know, that he solicited or the show solicited random kids to send them pictures of their feet. Well, it's also like a thing. It's like, yeah, I wish we could live in that world where feet are innocent, but that's just not the case anymore. Like I posted a picture of my new shoes and people literally were like, oh, you better be careful. Like you can't even post a picture of your feet on the internet without worrying that you're going to end up (laughs) having some pervy interaction over it. On wiki feet. Whatever. Like, yeah, that, or just like people like being like, oh, be careful. Like, and it's just like, calm down. It's like, I'm just showing my shoes. It's just annoying. But yeah, that's the world we live in. So you'd think you'd be on top of that. Even if you were just innocently doing it, you know what environment we're in on the internet, right? Very recently, I'm talking like a few months ago, a, a random person, like a complete stranger, liked an Instagram post of mine from 2014 and it was a picture of my feet like in a swimming pool. Yeah. I didn't even have any hashtags. I don't know how they found it. 
it. That's yeah. weird. It was just that one photo. Because like, they so- were probably scrolling through all of them. Do you know how you can have it open where you're seeing three at a time and like scroll through? I know. It's just weird. It's creepy. It was just weird. So on March 26, 2018, Nickelodeon announced that it would not be extending its production deal with Schneider and his um, production company, Schneider's Bakery. Um, Rumors started swirling that there had been complaints about his behavior, uh, the temper issues we mentioned in the main episode. But Nickelodeon wasn't really saying anything. They were kind of selling it as like, it's just, you know, we're just parting ways. But why would you part ways with literally the biggest moneymaker you're working with? Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so people definitely started whispering behind the scenes of what was really going on here. This really opened the floodgates, including more rumors of sexually inappropriate behavior. Now, one of the things mentioned in this article was also just being talked about when it was happening, and that is a web series called The Slap. This was character videos that were sort of attached to Victorious. These happened in 2010, and pretty much the ones, all the ones I saw starred Ariana Grande. She was in the show Sam and Cat, as well as Victorious. Um, and these are like just little uh, web series videos that got posted online. Um, her character's name is Katz. So these videos were called Katz Random Thoughts. And I I watched these. I watched a compilation of these that got really, um, that went really viral. So it's basically like her in her bedroom. She is 16 years old at the time of filming these. And <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So it's like her... Um, lying on the bed, trying to drink water upside down and literally dousing herself with water, saying, I'm so wet, (laughs) like laughing. They also have this one where she's trying to milk a potato. So she's just holding a potato and she's like trying to squeeze the juice out. And she's like, like just trying to squeeze this potato and get some juice and milk to come out. I mean, it's pretty (laughs) suggestive when you're watching it, knowing this. Um, another one of hers is like her trying to be silly and she's like, can you suck your own toe? And she's trying to put her big toe in her mouth of her bare foot in like a silly way. But with all these other allegations, obviously everything takes on a creepy, um, tone to it. But even the people on set were finding it creepy because one writer told the insider that she would largely avoid the set when these web shows were being shot because they were so cringe and it made everyone really um, uncomfortable. Um, As I mentioned, a compilation of this video went viral online in 2019. It got over 11 million views. And that really sparked a lot of other people to kind of rewatch a lot of these shows looking for anything they could find that was inappropriate. I definitely did things where I had to find jokes in these shows and being and like say, wow, these were pretty adults. Like I would make these list of like adult jokes that I saw, I found in these shows. And a lot of people were doing this at the time. There's a lot of compilation videos showing these type of things. And in 2021, Schneider does an interview with the New York Times. And he, of course, is like, these are all totally innocent um, these people, they're the ones with sick minds yeah. if they're looking at this stuff in any other way. Now, in 2021, uh, with this New York Times interview, we finally learned that Nickelodeon's decision to sever ties with Schneider came after Viacom CBS, the parent company, had completed an internal investigation that found evidence of not only um, verbal abuse, but like proof of tantrums, angry emails, et cetera, and that most people he worked with had found it very difficult to work with him. So there was a reason beyond just parting ways. Like, And that finally came out in 2021. The investigation did not find evidence of sexual misconduct. Um, and obviously, Schneider defends himself in his work, saying that if he was hard to work with, it's because he maintained maintained high standards as a showrunner. Now, when Jeanette McCurdy's memoir came out a few weeks ago, this definitely re-revived interest in all of this stuff that was going on at Nickelodeon during the time. And as we've seen in the past, it also gives a lot of people the courage to finally come forward with things. Um, So the big thing this week was this Business Insider expose in which the writer, uh, the reporter spoke to 15 um, actors who previously worked on shows with Dan Schneider. 
And we get a lot more information in this article. So in addition to fostering an extremely competitive set, which we kind of talked about a little on the main episode, um, these 15 former actors that they spoke to really just spoke about how abusive the set was, how they were frequently brought to tears. One of the actresses is Angelique Bates from All That. (gasps) Uh, And she claimed that after a sketch one time, he was so aggressive with her um, about her performance in it that she actually ran away crying. (gasps) Often in this article, a person close to Schneider is quoted defending him at the end of these paragraphs. And this person close to Schneider said, he never screamed at anyone, which I don't believe at all. (laughs) Like This is so interesting and really fucked up. Angelique Bates was one of my favorite of the cast members on all that and but she was only on the first season and I remember when she didn't come back for the second season I was like where's Angelique yeah I wonder if that's why she left oh I think it is I I might get to it more later I think with her but um yeah Uh, another actress in this article is Alexa Nicholas she was on Zoe 101 and she recalls similar incidents um including at the age of 13 she had been having some uh discord with uh Jamie Lynn Spears and I think even Brittany uh just came, like it like on Discord? He, no, like fights. Like they oh. weren't getting along. They oh. were having a they just weren't getting along for whatever reason. And that Schneider yelled at her in front of executives, bringing her to tears. He said the show was called Zoe 101, not Nicole 101. And soon after that, um, her mom basically forced them to release her from her contract. Alexa said, I was so happy to get out of there. It was the best day of my fucking life. The Amanda Show actress, Raquel Lee, she also described an atmosphere where all the young performers were sort of competing for his attention. And she said, out of desperation, people will do a lot of things. Uh, It wasn't just actors who spoke up in this article. There was also a lot of writers that worked for Dan uh, that came, came out and said things. Um, When that New York Times article was released in 2021, a former All That writer named Liz Feldman, who was only a teenager when she joined that show as a writer, she tweeted, I worked for Schneider 25 years ago. I can confirm inappropriate behavior was happening even then. And she hashtagged it, me too. The article also talks about a complaint from a writer um, on The Amanda Show. She claimed that Schneider would make her feel really uncomfortable by requesting massages. Ugh. This writer's name was Jenny Kilgan, and she accused the production company of gender discrimination, f- fostering a hostile work environment. And her claims are corroborated by the only other female writer on the show who claimed that Schneider once made her simulate being sodomized in the writer's room just for like entertainment purposes. What? Yeah. Now, other writers um, spoke to the insider and claimed that he also openly would state he didn't like having female writers in the room. And that uh, obviously (laughs) hearing that as a female writer, a young female writer is obviously very disconcerting and um, heartbreaking. Kayla Alpert, um, a writer on all that, said it speaks to something very dark and very wrong in this workplace environment where he's allowed to say things like that. This unnamed source claims this is untrue and told Insider that Schneider really likes Tina Fey. Okay. <laughs> oh, so he thought of one person. Right. Thank you. Also, like the one, like, like the go-to name probably. Like, right. Um, so it wasn't just the actors and writers, though. The costumers also have come forward with things. Now, we talked about a story with Jeanette where she was very uncomfortable having to put on bikinis And these costumers definitely noticed this. A costumer named Carrie Mellon and an unnamed writer talked about how Dan Schneider fought with a network over the length of Victoria Justice's skirt. She's from Victorious. And he compromised with the network by making it three inches longer. Um, Alexa Nicholas also described a scene in Zoe 101 with co-star Jamie Lynn Spears was repeatedly squirted with goo that was the consistency of an egg white. Now, she said that Dan kept finding issues with every take, so they had to keep doing it again and again and again, spraying her face with this goo just dripping down all over it. Uh, he was very unsatisfied. If it was hit on the forehead, he wanted the substance dripping from her nose and her mouth. Gross. 
Uh, and he, she recalled overhearing another male on the set saying, it's just like a cum shot. Ugh. Dan Schneider was hysterically laughing during the filming of this moment, as well as Lynn Spears. <gasps> she was on set laughing as well. Uh, so um, obviously Alexa said, it's like, you know, we're talking about a minor here. Jamie is 13 years old. They're squirting stuff on her face to make it look a certain way. A person close to Schneider said the goo was green like Nickelodeon's famous slime, and no one of all the millions of people who saw it had ever complained before. Well, I feel like it's different between getting slime dumped on you in Double Dare. Right. As opposed to getting it squirted on you in a gooey... when it's Well, it's the suggestive manner. Yes. The color of it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so Victoria star Daniela Monet also said that she raised ish- concerns with the network when she had to film a scene that required her to eat a pickle while she was applying lip gloss. And she felt it was too sexual and didn't want it to air, but it aired anyway. And she said, you know, that most of her time on Victorious was very funny, even if it was sort of like, you know, push the edge a bit. But certain things definitely seemed a little too sexualized to her, even as a young kid. Um, so the accusations do go beyond just sexualizing these minors in a scene in scenes, though. Some of the insider sources also expressed um misgivings they had about how close Dan Schneider was with many of these actors saying he loved being with the cool kids. Um, So he allegedly would invite them to sit on his lap, massage him, like have them massage him. He would text them outside of the workplace. One of his close friends told the insider, Dan always had a rule for himself when texting anyone under the age of 18. That rule was text like their parents and the whole world was reading too. I'm glad he had a rule. Right. <laughs> he was also accused of requesting massages from adult female employees, including writers and costumers. And one source close to him said that Schneider does regret ever asking anyone for a massage and agrees it was not appropriate, even though it only happened in public settings. Can you imagine your boss asking you to massage them? No. That is so It's really gross. gross. He was also very close to Amanda Bynes, so much so that when she was seeking emancipation from her mom or her parents, she sought to live with him and his wife during this period. Whoa. Now, I don't, according to his wife, it never happened, but she did, she was very close to them, the wife said. Now, he has not commented on this insider report But Nickelodeon's president of content and production, Russell Hicks, said every single thing that Dan ever did on any of his shows was carefully scrutinized and approved. Now, following the publication of McCurdy's memoir, Alexa Nicholas staged a protest outside of Nickelodeon's headquarters. Uh, She's gotten like numerous people to join her um, in the recent days. And she's holding signs that read things like Nickelodeon didn't protect me and describing her time at the network as traumatic. She also did an Instagram live that was filmed at the protest mentioning Dan by name saying, I did not feel safe around Dan Schneider while I was working at Nickelodeon. And she said that he was the creator of childhood trauma. And most people are saying Nickelodeon knew and we're letting this happen. So they're complicit in whatever went down uh, as well. So, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Wow. So who knows what else will come out. Um, I'm very curious about the Amanda Bynes because we've all followed her struggles in the past, you know, 10 years at least. Um, So, I mean, hopefully nothing bad happened. But I'm just curious she clearly had no one helping her or looking out for her. Yeah. Um, I just remember a few years ago when all these Twitter threads about him started, and I was not aware of this guy because he didn't become, like you said, the big like head guy, the top dog at Nickelodeon until after I had stopped watching it. I was like too old for all of these shows. Um. But I had no idea that he was like a writer on all that and like created Keenan and Kel and whatever. So it's just like how long he's been there that it goes all the way back to then. Well, I remember when I first sort of learned of him, I was like, damn, like I hadn't heard of some of the sexual things or all of these things as much 
I think I had just heard the rumor of Jamie Lynn Spears, which was kind of like, whatever. It didn't seem too serious. And I was like, what an amazing, like, career like he really like fucking monopolized all of these kid shows like yeah. every teen actor or young actor wanted to be on one of these shows like right. they were almost destined to be a hit yeah um he really had figured out the formula right uh and i i just remember thinking like oh i should have figured out a kid show <laughs> like right. you know um cuz he really kind of combined to like the internet with a lot of these things yeah um uh yeah so very weird. And I think he has like a pilot he's written, but I don't think anything has really happened in the entertainment in- industry for him in the past few years. Right. Since he's left Nickelodeon. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Wow. But yeah, that's should, that. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Yeah. Okay. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Did we talk about... House of the Dragon episode two. I think we did. I think so. We liked it. There's nothing else <laughs> for us to watch that's on. I Look, I tried watching two different shows. Didn't work out to me. Didn't work out for me. But I did start watching The Patient. Oh, you did? I like it. Here's what's disappointing. <laughs> Each episode is under 30 minutes because there's commercials Oh. And there's only two episodes out right now. So you bang through them really fast. Yeah. Um, I did start watching The Bear. Okay. I mentioned to you. I do recommend it. I don't know. It's it's fine. It's interesting. Yeah. I like the actors. There's two really hot lead actors on it. Yeah. So that helps. That totally helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's set in the world of food. I like that. There's like Oliver Platt's in it. 
Oh, I too. love Oliver Platt. I love Oliver Platt. Whenever too. he shows up, I'm like, it's Oliver Platt. You got it. That's what everyone thinks. That's what, <laughs> whenever that dude shows up. Because his name's kind of funny. It, he does have a funny name. <laughs> and, and it he, sort of fits him. He, it fits him exactly. And he always plays a very Oliver Platt character. Even though the characters are very different in movie to movie, but it's like, yeah, they nailed it. Because they have him. a little bit of a frantic energy to them. And he's a little sassy. Yes. So he has, he had an unexpected, um, sh- he showed up in it unexpectedly. I didn't realize he was in it. And he has a very different look because I had to be like, wait, is that like, it took me a second to recognize him, but I was happy to see him. Yeah, it's definitely good. The episodes are also really short, but they're all out. So yeah. you can just binge it. Right. Um, and then... I did start watching something else, too, that's really <laughs> stupid. I actually looked it up when you told me. But I'm I was really, like, eh. No, I really want you to watch it because I need, you, I need your opinions on it. It's so stupid. It's, it's Under the Dome, which is on CBS, or it was. It's all, is it on Paramount Plus? Yes. Okay. No, yes, Paramount Plus. Okay. <laughs> and... The first of all, I remember when this show came out. I don't, what is it about? Okay, just listen to the premise of the show. An entire town gets trapped under a gigantic dome, clear dome. <laughs> wow! And it's mysterious, and no one knows why. Even the military, who's like outside, like trying to like figure out what's going on. Oh my god! Nobody knows what's happening. It's based on a Stephen King book. I saw that he was like in it or something. I'm sure he makes a cameo. Okay, Uncle Hank is in it. Who's Uncle Hank? From Breaking Bad. Oh. Hank Schrader. Oh, Hank. I just never heard him referred to as Uncle Hank. Oh, I just always call him Uncle <laughs> Hank. Because <laughs> that's what Walt, Walter Jr. Oh, calls Walt him. Jr. Okay. But he's in it and he, he plays like um he plays like a guy who owns a car dealership, but he's also like a city councilman. Okay. Anyway, it's really entertaining for me. It's like lost for idiots, Ooh. which is perfect for me. And um the other great thing about the show that I love is that as if the drama of being trapped under a dome isn't enough, they also added like, and some of the people in the town are fucking crazy. And they're just finding out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some of the people, like like two characters have already killed people within like the first episode. They can't handle the pressure of being under the dome. It's not even related to the dome. I just think it's funny like I had all these metaphors thinking that under the dome meant something. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's literally, it's literal. <laughs> they're literally under a dome. It is, it is like, it is perfectly my speed for when I'm falling asleep and I need something like that speed. It's only three seasons. So, so is it like 20 episode seasons? I didn't look at that. I didn't look into that, but it's okay. CBS. So who knows? Maybe. I guess it depends how they launched it. Was it like a web thing or... No, it was on network TV. So then it's probably 22 episodes. Yeah. So you're only a few episodes in. I've only watched two episodes. Oh, okay. So I could catch up. that's why I'm saying, like, as if the dome, as if the dome enveloping this town wasn't enough, they're like, and here's another curveball. This guy's nuts. And so is this guy. I wonder how they keep it going for three seasons. Right. They don't... No one figures out the dome. Nobody knows what it is or why it is right now. And not even the military jets can like bomb it or something. <laughs> no. They, so a pl- and in the first episode, an airplane was like flying and was like trapped in the dome. And it like tried to go outside the dome and it just exploded. There's 39 episodes. Total? Yeah. You got to watch it with me. So it's like... It's like 12 or 13 episode seasons, okay. right? I mean, something like that. Executive producer, Steven Spielberg. No way. <laughs> That's what it says. No way. Yes. St- I mean, there's a lot of other names, but he's the top one along with Stephen King. Wow. So this has some pedigree behind it. Oh, it's Amblin Television. Wow. Under Look, the I'm Dome. En- I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm going to watch this show. It looks stupid as hell. I, it's totally up. Our alleys. Okay. This looks really good. No, it's... <laughs> Wait, there's an alien species or... But, but that, I know. Is I don't know. Is that a spoiler? No, it was any... in the description. For what season? I'm just on the main... All right, spot. don't read anything else. <laughs> don't read anything else out loud. I don't know. And I didn't read anything about it. Okay. And I just went in completely 
uh, unaware of anything. So, so the dome, under the dome. They're under a dome <laughs> and it's see-through. Okay. And no one can get out and no one can get in. Um, I like, it's kind of reminding me a little bit of that show with the guy from Lost, Harold Perrineau, the town where they can't get out. But there's no dome, but they can't leave it. What was that show? Oh, from. Right? Because they're sh- kind of stuck in a town. It's almost like a dome is there. <laughs> from was great. From, I need that second season to come out. Was that only one season? It's only one season, but they're, we're waiting on the second season. Yeah. That was a great show. What was show. that on? Amazon. Okay. What was the one I watched on Apple TV? Oh, was that the one with the doll? I'm sorry. Servant? Yes. I, I didn't finish that one. I really enjoyed the first season of Servant, and I just couldn't get into the second season. It's a little slog for me in the first season. I liked the first few episodes, and then at some point I was kind of like, okay. Where's it going? Yeah. But at the premise, I was like, ooh. And yeah. then it was just like, <laughs> it's just kind of fading out for me a bit. That's how it was for me, Well, because obviously I stopped watching, even after I binged the first like three episodes. Um Cool. I'm going to watch Under the Dome after I finish The Bear, which I think I I think I'm almost finished. The Good Fight is coming back soon. Oh, I need to watch that. Is that on Paramount? Yeah. Okay. I, I can like watch The that. Good Fight. I, for I have to finish The Good Wife too. Yeah, you need to finish it. Okay. And I I enjoyed The Good Fight as well. Yeah, I heard that's really good. It is good. The other show I want to finish is Evil. I really like that show. And there's like up two seasons more, so I can finish watching that. I think that those are all on Paramount Plus. Well, I'll just get my little money's worth on Paramount Plus. This right. Month. <laughs> I totally had forgotten I, that I subscribed to it. There's actually a lot of good stuff on that, and movies like the Orphan movies on that too. Oh yeah, which That's I did right. watch too. Orphan, what is it called? The first kill. Yeah, the the sequel. It's which the is sequel. actually a prequel, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. I keep seeing people say things like stick with it. And it's like, no, it's, it's good from the beginning. I don't know what you mean. Stick with it. <laughs> Cause it's, it opens with a really great scene. So I don't know. It's uh pretty good. Twitter, I like the first one. Twitter has just ruined my viewing experience of so many shows. I can't just go into it with my own opinions. It's like, I have to read somebody's dissertation on Twitter first. Yeah. One thing I'm definitely not watching is that new Hobbit thing. I'm not watching it either. I'm just like, do we really need more? We've already had like three or four, like five hour movies. (laughs) I just don't, I'm just not a fan of Lord of the Rings. I just could not get into the books. I I watched all three of the movies with Peter. I like Peter Jackson a lot as a director. So no offense to him. Just that world, Middle Earth, whatever, not for me. I watched the movies and I'm sure they were fine. It's not like I'm going to ever rewatch them. I'm just not interested. Yeah, it was like fine, but I'm not going to watch another show about it. I'm ever, done. Ever, I don't pe- need more. People have been saying that the new Lord of the Rings show is like very good. And I'm like, I'm sure it's good for what it is if you're into that, but I'm not into The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings. I don't think there's very few, very many things where I'm like, I want an endless supply of this. I, there is for me. I just said there's not very many. No, me. there's not very many. <laughs> there's not very many. But there's like, I think a lot of people are like, I'll never get tired of Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> like they want an endless supply of that. Right. I mean, I don't want an endless supply of that at all. Well, those th- things. Those things I don't want an endless supply of. If I could have the Breaking Bad universe, that version, but it was all really good. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch, I've never seen a Marvel movie, so I don't know if like how the fans feel about all those. Well, I think it's a very mixed bag. Right. So you're getting a lot of bad stuff with the good. And that that would take me out. I'd be like, okay, forget this. I just want the, I want endless Breaking Bad universe personally. I don't mind when things end. I think it's fine. There's, I'm like, it doesn't really bother me. It's like, okay, I'll be sad, but I'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if it comes back, it's like, okay. I'm just saying if I had to have a universe that was like a limitless supply of it, that's the one I want. I could probably do like the Sopranos, more of that. But although the movie was not that great. Right. I don't know. It's really depends if it's good. Yeah. Or comically bad, like the um, Sex in the City. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god when is season two of and just like, like that do you know what i mean that was that was funny 
but it's not, I don't think it was great. I don't even want it to be canon. I don't care. That show can do whatever they want. (laughs) And I think it's entertaining. Oh, (laughs) I will continue to watch and just like that and think it is terrible, but I will continue to watch it. I think a lot of my mood is also dependent on if I have something I'm watching. Because when that ended, I remember being really sad because I was like, well, now what do I have to watch? (laughs) If I have something new to watch, I can move past things easier. But a lot of times I don't. And that's when I'm more like, oh, here's the real question. Here's the real question. When is when are we getting a Mayor of Easttown sequel? Oh yeah. That I would be really into. I I would love a series that wasn't necessarily a world, but it was like different Mayor of East Towns every season. In different towns. In different towns. Like different murder mystery like we were talking about with the Lily Rob or like whatever. Yeah. Like every season was a different woman in peril. Right. <laughs> Like that no, kind of mystery thing. I but, get it. Because then you could just keep the show going forever. Right. I did see a new series that looked really good that was kind of similar to what we're talking about. It stars um, Jennifer Garner. Oh. And it's um, it was like the last thing he told me or something. <laughs> it, that's like the title about it. <laughs> and it's like it's her and her stepdaughter get close after the father disappears ooh. or something. So it was like, I was like, ooh, when's that coming out? And I think Reese Witherspoon is in it. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah. So it's like a mini series and it's based on a very um, best-selling popular mystery novel. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I'm, Perfect. I'm kind of, I almost sent you the link to that, but I was like, well, it's like kind of, it looks dorky because Jennifer Garner's just like being, you know, she is on social media. She's very cute. She's so cute. She's very cute. I follow her now because I, I like her content. Yeah. She bakes a lot of good stuff. She's friends with Ina Garten. Yeah. I mean, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous I'm of so that. happy for her getting away from Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just think her life seems really fun and cute. But I'm also happy for Ben and J-Lo. Yeah, I'm definitely do not care. And I know they will get divorced. Wow, Desi. <laughs> do you even believe in love? I can't believe uh, this. No. I never care about celebrity breakups or relationships. But that was one. I don't know what it is. But that was one I was like, wow. They got back together. I actually respected them more before they had the big wedding. Like if they just had gotten married in Vegas, I would respect it more. Yeah. Because it was like, well, you know, she had to have the whole thing. It's like, it's your like third marriage. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) The Vegas thing, I was like, cool. I thought that was cool. Right. But no. I get it. So anyway, I don't care. I think he was mean to her and I don't. To Jennifer Garner. That's not nice. I don't, I don't know anything how do about you, the relationship. I don't, think, I, I don't think you should be mean to her. I don't he said he was never in love with her, like publicly. Oh, right. I just think that's really rude because it's the so mother of rude. your children. <laughs> well, don't say that out loud to like People magazine. No, I, so I can't forgive him. Even mm. though I do love his you know, Dunkin' Donuts thing and his sad Ben, all of that's very amusing to me. And, and he is hot, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think he's really hot I think too. he's hot. Um, but yeah. I'm kind of I'm on I'm on Garner's side, even though I'm not like necessarily a big fan of hers until recently. Well, you know her and Ina have like talked about that. I trust Ina's opinion. Yeah. And if Ina is friends with her, I gotta go with that. Right. So I wanna be friends with Ina Garten so bad. Well, that's why we gotta get friends with Jennifer too. Right. Because we can all make apple muffins together or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, that sounds like a dream. Doesn't it? Yeah. Because you know Jennifer got that new La Crusade pumpkin pan. Oh, you, you know, know it. it. She got you it day one. It. She got it before it came out. I don't want to hear any slander about the new Le Crusade pumpkin co- coquette. I really don't. I don't. First of all, it's a coquette. That's the cutest name of a baking dish ever. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't want to hear slander about pumpkins in general. I just. I think we've also like. I think it jumped the shark. Like. A long time ago, fortunately, of like making fun of pumpkin people liking pumpkins in the fall. It's good. Just like accept it, embrace it. First of all, pumpkins are beautiful. Yeah, they are. Especially the ones that look like um, Cinderella's coach. Uh, Those are my favorite. (laughs) Those are the ones I buy every year. Fantasy pumpkins. I buy the fantasy Cinderella pumpkins every year. I like the one that sort of um, has a a sort of tint of lavender. And green. But it's like, it's orange with that little bit of a lavender. I know it's so pretty. I love that color. They're gorgeous. Remember last year when we went to the pumpkin patch? Yes. And we drove like... 
an we should hour. go to one in town. Let's go to one in town. We can go to Mr. Bones. Let's go to Mr. Bones. Wait, <laughs> let's. To- I haven't been to Mr. Bones in like twelve years. Let's we'll go do to it. Mr. Bones. It's in town. It'll be easier. It's in Culver City now, right? They took yeah, it out of Beverly. It's in so. West Hollywood. I can't remember. It's not in Beverly Hills anymore. We'll go, but we'll go because that's the that is like the C and B scene pumpkin patch in L A. It <laughs> totally. is like the most ridiculous pumpkin patch. I saw the um, a famous chef there once. Who? Um, Suzanne Goyne. She owns Luke Cast Luke, I think it's called. And yeah. the Hungry Cat was she partially owned wow. the Hungry Cat. She's her cookbooks are so good. Yeah, you would love it. Um, so I, so I, of course, that's like the celebrity signing. I was like, that's Suzanne going and no one knew who I was talking about. Why, why did my mind immediately go to Mario Batali? How <laughs> fucked up is that? When you said you saw a celebrity chef, I just picture Mario Batali like at Mr. Well, Bones. because you probably were thinking like someone on TV. Yeah. Because she's, Suzanne might've been a judge on Top Chef or something, but she's not like a celebrity chef in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mario, he had a real downfall. <laughs> What a fucking! I heard he just like I think he just like settled all those cases, and I think he had to pay a ton of money. Good. Do you remember when he released the um, The cinnamon roll? Yes, I will never, (laughs) I will never forget his apology letter followed by the recipe for his cinnamon roll pizza dough. That was like the one of the most insane moves I've ever seen. I don't even know what to think because I part of me was like, but I I do would like to make those. They, they did good. look good. The recipe but, looked good, but that come is on, deranged. Um, yeah. Okay. What a monster. So yeah, I mean, look, October is fast approaching. It's already September 3rd. Is it Saturday today? Yes. Is and it? here's the thing. I had I had have had my um horror movie versus realities planned for a year. Cause I knew what I was gonna do last year. I for some reason I think maybe you did a two parter and yeah. I didn't have to go again. Yeah. And I had uh, one plan that I was going to do. And now I saw the one I have planned. They're coming out with a mini series on it <gasps> like next month. Uh, but I mean, I think that's good. That is good. Isn't that, that crazy that's though? That's crazy. Um, I'm, mine was a movie. There's a movie based on it. And so this will be a mini series. Uh, I'm very curious because it's a very dark story. I forgot. I forgot the stories I was going to do. Already. I just made a list because I I remember it's hard to come up with them. Yeah. Because we're kind of getting low on certain things. Yeah. Um, Horror movies. But I had, so I had them written down. I was like, who got these done? Right. <laughs> Actually, I think Andy Sell, friend of the pod, recommended, or he didn't recommend it specifically for movie versus reality, but he said, did you know, like, this movie was based on a true story? And now I just forgot what he recommended. We just... We gotta always write those things down. I know. I was like, "Ooh, I should do that for home." Because there's always those lists, but then I have come across ones where that are never on the list, and I know there's probably more out there. Yeah. Uh, that fit the bell for that. So, yep. Um, yeah, I'm excited for fall. I'm really excited for fall. I guess, even though I love summertime, but this week has just made me so tired. I'm so it's tired too, of the sun. It's too damn hot. It is like black hole sun outside. If you can't do anything. It sucks. Of course, like whenever it's too hot to really do anything, that's when I'm most amped to do stuff. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I had like all this like energy and desire to like Me too. run all these errands today. And I did run like one or two errands today. But every time I stepped outside, it was like a nightmare. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully it's going to cool down, but it's definitely going to be 100 for the next few days. It's going to be 106 allegedly. It's been a little cooler than it said. So. And also, allegedly, we're going to get rain next Saturday. Ooh, that'll be good. This is like weather corner. Weather corner. Hollywood crime scenes weather reports. We're supposed to get rain. If you live in Los Angeles, there's a 60% chance of rain next Saturday. Deranged okay. weather coming up. Great. Uh, look, I'm excited for that. I just hope it's not hot still because hot rain is very weird. I like hot rain. I don't because I can't enjoy it. Yeah, I like to be cozy. I know you're a, you're an Irish Moors girl. I know, but when it rains, the best thing is to get cozy under the I know, blanket. I know. If it's hot rain, it's just not as fun to me. Right. If it rained all the time, I could do a hot rain. <laughs> <laughs> but we get so little rain; it's just it's sad. not fair. <laughs> it's not fair how little rain we get here. Um. Okay. What else we got? What'd you eat this week? Um. 
honestly, when it's hot, I don't eat that much. And I don't think I've had anything exciting. But I'm really excited to have my popsicle after we finish recording. We got popsicles because that's that hot. Yeah, they look good. I'm excited for my popsicle too. Um, so yeah, that's my exciting popsicle. What did I eat? I feel like I cooked something. I made chicken salad today. I made chicken too. <laughs> I made chicken salad. I made Moroccan inspired chicken salad. So I made like a spice blend, like a Moroccan inspired spice blend with harissa, mm. which is like very spicy chili paste. It's very good. And like cinnamon, cumin, coriander, ginger. What else did I put in that? I put some smoked paprika. I'm really into smoked paprika right now. I got to be honest. Honestly, I don't even buy regular paprika anymore. Yeah. Because I, I always feel like it's, I only see smoked anyhow. Oh, I don't. And I only, I got on the smoked paprika train really late. Okay. Really I've just late. been buying it so long. But now when I taste regular paprika, I just, it doesn't taste like anything. The thing I like about smoked paprika is it's usually in the tin. It is in the tin. It's a really cute tin. And that's the way all spices used to get sold. They were in these little tins. They're easier. <laughs> I like the that tins. Little, that bullshit little plastic thing on top of the spices, when you need to like stick your measuring spoon in there, it is so hard to get off. No, it's really hard. It's so hard. Because I don't use it. I don't do like, I don't ever shake my spices. I always measure them out like with a teaspoon or yeah. something. I mean, certain ones I might Most shake. of them. I mean, if I'm doing like a recipe that calls for a bunch no. of different spices. Measuring spoons do not fit in some of those uh, circle jars. Yeah. And it sucks. But I just mean like that annoying plastic hard thing. The one with the little lit. You have to pull up the Yeah. Um, and then you thing. try and shake it, but the spices is clumped together sometimes and it won't shake out. I want to buy some new spices. I'm going to go through my spices. You should because you'll be surprised at how many spices from 2017 you have in your spice cabinet. Yeah, because I know I go through certain ones a lot. Like certain ones I know turn over. Cumin. It's, oh, I use cumin <laughs> a lot. I you use know, it a lot. You know what spice I is always expired? Or I forget, it's like allspice or something. Because you use it in like one recipe. Yeah, you use it in one recipe or like cream of tartar. I've got like three cream of tartars. Yeah. <laughs> right, because I always forget that I bought it. Wait, what's the other one? Like mace? Mace. Mace and cloves. Mace, mace is the one I don't even buy because I found it. It was like the outside of like... Nutmeg. Nutmeg. And I was just like, I'm just going to use nutmeg. I, <laughs> but I, how different is I it? I have like three different jars of whole nutmeg because I like to grate it. Oh, I like grating it too with that file. Yeah, with the little Ugh, microplane. That's very Martha. It's so Martha. She's always grating nutmeg. You gotta. <laughs> Spice corner. Okay, we're getting delirious and hot, so maybe we, we, can, I, we can wrap it up. I need my, let's wrap it up. Any final thoughts, Jerry uh, Springer? No, I don't have any final thoughts. Is that well, a new segment? <laughs> well, I just, Jerry Springer was on my mind since we mentioned him on the after show. Oh, right, right, right. I'm happy that it seems like a lot of people are trying to buy the book, but it's sold out. I, guess, I know. I guess the um, hardcover or the paperbacks are sold out. Well, I got it on Kindle. I did too. Uh, I also heard just FYI that the Audible, the audiobook is really good and she reads it. She narrates it. That's uh-huh. what I heard. So if, you like, if you're into that, maybe that's she, an option. It's probably great. Yeah. Um, okay. That's that. All right. Bye. bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.